good old Burt McIntyre's, a gentleman who I met a while back. One of those survivalist nutcases who thinks the global economy is about to tank. He attacks the financial sector, he attacks the energy grid, shit like that. Uh, as far as I know, he worked alone, so this is all new to me. He definitely didn't have any friends back in High Winds. We need to not be taking this guy lightly. This guy's nutters with a capital dangerous. Someone just tried to kill Mo. We thought you might be next, and we just wanted to make sure that you were okay, and you need to keep your guards up. As you hear her someone around getting dressed, all of a sudden, you hear glass crack. Go for Shepard. Hey, it's, um, it's visual aid. And we have them in a secret location, but we're worried that we need to go to this rendezvous. And we're worried, is there any way you could come down and make sure they're safe? Where do you need me to come to? Okay, you know what? Fine. I'm going to power stunt and turn myself into Ruth. Hey, buddy. Long time no see. Ah, Bert. Not long enough. This here journalist is not part of the mission. Just a bit of an insurance policy I took out. You bring me the other two, I'll give her back. And it is slowly encasing your arm in metal. Great. And all of a sudden you hear a chunk, and suddenly you just feel your arm being pulled, and you are risen into the air and fly up against the wall of the second floor. He just looks up at you as you're caught magnetized to this wall, You'd be surprised the things you can make in a junkyard. team is scattered around the Red Stripe salvage yard. The bodies of militants line the grounds. Yardak, you are standing in front of the makeshift structure furthest from the fight, poised for combat. Ruby, your knife is sticking out of Burt McIntyre, aka Apocalypse Man, while he holds you by the wrist. Laserhawk, you are suspended from the second story of the main building. The metal sludge covering your right arm is firmly magnetized to the wall. Son of a bitch! The crane high above hisses as the hydraulics work to bring the hook under control. Sean Ortega is injured and trying to escape. And while you can't see his face behind the gas mask and goggles, Ruby catches a glint of the mad prepper's eyes and sees a smile in them. Everyone, roll initiative. Well, I got a 19 and my modifier is a 9, so... You're going before me. I'll tell you that much. Uh, 16 overall. 32. Laserhawk, you are first. Just a reminder that you are magnetized to the second story wall. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Um, Ooh, idea. You got your little blasty boots. Just bring your feet up and just blast off of it, and hopefully you can demagnetize yourself. I mean, or you could lose an arm, but... You know, it's... 
really funny that you vocalized everything that had gone through my head until this point. <laughs> I, I do want to know what is like Laserhawk's actual reaction. I mean, at this point, I, I just assume that he's just like looking really not pleased right now. Like, like a cat that's clearly stuck on a shelf that's too high and is too proud to admit that it needs help. So it just kind of looks angry. Yeah. Okay, so are both of my hands stuck, or just one? Just the one, specifically the one that's covered in the, like, the metal sludge. Okay, and... Are there any more militants outside? No, there are none outside. Damn it, I was about to solo shotgun them from up here. Shit, now I have to figure out how I'm getting down. Well, there's uh, the dude that's up in the... Uh... Oh, there is the guy in the crane. Yeah. Well, that bastard's getting shot. Doing this one-handed, I am going to say there's a negative one circumstance penalty. Oh, that's no problem. Fuck yeah. That would be a 30... 19 plus 11? Yeah, that's 30. Minus one, 29. And what is the DC on that? That's going to be a 25, boss man. And yeah, a, a stream of light comes out of your hand, smashes through the, the window of the crane, blasting the guy in the chest and throwing him back into the chair and knocking him out. And the hook goes swinging wildly. Oh, great. It just swings straight into the side of the building and just embeds itself in. So like the crane hook is just embedded in the side of the building that you're hanging from. With that said, are you doing anything else on your turn? No, it's just sort of mumbling curse words. All right, well, if that's the case, then it is Yardak's turn. Well, you know, here's where I'm going to try to use either a hero point or power stun, because there's something that I wanted to do that I thought would be really cool. Okay. <laughs> and I really hope that you consider it enough water for what I have in my water skin, because I want to ice slide and bash into him. So you want to throw down water, slide on the ice, and like just basically tackle him? Yeah. So here's what we're going to say. It's a standard action to throw down the ice. It's a move action to run down the ice with an acrobatics check to stay stable. Okay. You're going to use extra effort as well to do the tackling attack. Okay. Worth it. Let's start by rolling the acrobatics check to make sure you stay steady. Okay. Well, let's see. What is my modifier? I said I'm going to use one of my luck because that was a two. Wait, what was your total? Oh, it would have been a ten. So describe to me the visual of uh, what this looks like. I kind of push myself off against the wall and take off in a run and throw my ice down and jump on top of it and like kind of ride it like an ice car and then just shoulder check right into Apocalypse Man using my whole ass body weight, 225 pounds. Oh, right, right. The thing about tackling is that you're going to have to take a damage roll of your own. Worth it. So that means your DC for that is 22. Yeah, so you tackle him, taking you both, and also Ruby, to the ground. Sorry. We also need to see what the damage will be for you. Just give me one second. <laughs> oh. All right, so roll a toughness check. Toughness 8 is 22. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're a little scuffed up, but nothing real bad. Yeah. I'm not going to make Ruby roll. It's like, meanwhile, Ruby rolls a 1 by accident and just gets fucking demolished. <laughs> Thanks, Yardak. <laughs> and so also don't forget that you are now, because you used extra effort, you are now fatigued unless you want to use your hero point to nullify it. Okay. Fatigued means you move at half speed. Well, now I'm right next to him, so we're okay. All right, so you're just going to leave it? 
can I choose to use my hero point later to use it? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if it was like a you have to decide now kind of thing. So if it's that, if that's the case, then uh, with all three of you on the ground, uh, it is now Apocalypse Man's turn. Let go, B, please. I'm assuming by all three of us, you mean these two and Apocalypse Man. Correct. You are still hanging from high above watching this all play out. I am the opposite of on the ground. Yes. So when you tackle him, do you are you like on top of him now, or did you like fall off to the side of him? Where are you? It was like a full-on charge, and then he landed underneath me. Okay, so you are like right on top of him? Yeah. Okay. He is going to headbutt you. <laughs> and what is your parry plus 10? 17. All right, yeah, he, he smashes right into you. You're going to want to roll a toughness check. Ooh. Oh, what's a 7? Plus 7 is 14. Oof. So you took a massive hit to the head, and he knocks you, like, right off of him. What about him? He used his head to hit my head. If it was that- He's wearing a protective covering, which is why he bashed his head into yours. Oh, he's a prepper. He uses his less than yours. <laughs> so you are going to take a negative one toughness. Uh, could we use a hero point now, then? <laughs> You're going to heal your fatigue, but that's not going to heal the damage you just did. Okay, we'll save it, we'll save it, we'll save it. Yardak, what is your parry plus 10 again? 17. He grabs you by, like, the spot between where your shoulder and neck meet, and make a strength check. Jesus. Okay, 18 plus <laughs> 3, 21. He's got a great grip on you, and he actually, like, picks you up and slams you down into Ruby. He's a person. How has he lifted my whole ass body weight? Is he on the slam packs? <laughs> because he is a super villain. That's how he did it. <laughs> oh, okay. Ruby and Yardak are both going to want to make toughness checks, and you both get a hero point. Another? We get a, we get a hero point? You're going to get a hero point. Oh, okay. Both of us? Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. So, uh, I need to roll for that, right? Well, I mean, yeah, you need to roll for the toughness check. Yeah. Ooh. 22. 25. Again, you guys are like a little dazed by this. He then lets go of both of you and rolls away and gets on his feet. Okay. That comes with his move though, right? Correct. He's huffing his puffing. The knife is still sticking out of him. <laughs> still. All right. I'm about it. And uh, it's Ruby's turn. Well, I have to completely plan replan what I was planning because I'm no longer like attached to him. I guess my move action is getting up. Okay. How close is he to me? He's like about five feet away. I'm trying to decide whether I am close enough to try and razzle-dazzle him. Oh, you're definitely close. I mean, yeah, it's a visual thing, so... Uh, I guess I will razzle-dazzle and then turn and then in that moment turn back into Rui, because I would have to drop the other effect. Okay. Okay, I'm assuming I turn back into Ruby, and I go, surprise, bitch, bet you thought you saw the last of me, and then I razzle-dazzle him. Okay, I'm gonna let you do that, but also just remind me, this is the first time you've ever met, <laughs> but whatever. Oh, I just want to make that reference. I don't- he knows I exist, though, because he asked where I was. Yeah. What is the DC on razzle-dazzle? 15. And it's fortitude, correct? Uh, do 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 Resist by fortitude, yeah. Or could I maybe spend the hero? Po I forgot that I could spend a hero point on that to make the razzle dazzle more effective. Uh, correct. It would move it up one rank. 
yes, I would like to do that. And then I'm going to use the hero point to get, to get rid of the fatigue. So, so then instead of rank three, it'd be rank four. So you were successful uh, with your razzle-dazzle. Tell me what you do after that. Well, how, how did he react to the razzle-dazzle? He react by, like, putting his uh, hands in front of his face and backing up with, like, he has, like, one hand kind of outstretched defensively. Just give up. We've taken out most of your men anyways. I've always got a couple tricks up my sleeve. It's a dumb-looking sleeve. I, uh, what? So then, on that note, it is uh, Laserhawk's turn. Alright, so I've got a wacky idea that I am only pinching because I've got this here hero point just hanging out, looking all beautiful-like. So, hypothetically, what if I were to use Pulsar Pogo to get myself off of the magnet, but direct my body in a way that I will be able to punch Apocalypse Man in the face with a taser fist covered in whatever the hell he covered my hand in. So you can try. <laughs> it comes down to the hole. You could still lose your arm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you specifically want to try and do it with the metal arm for reasons hitherto unknown. Punching someone with a metal arm covered in lasers is going to hurt more than a fleshy arm covered in lasers. I guess the only thing that comes to mind is that the lasers can't escape your hand. Shit, that's right. It's covering the metal. All right. Well, I don't want to just get down. That's fine. I'm just, I'm not even saying you can't attack or anything. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot, there's multiple things going on here. Damn it, I should have been a strong character. I could have just hit him with the whole last wall. Idea. We knocked out the guy that was operating the crane, but can you, like, shoot, like, a big missile or something towards it to, like, hit the control center? I don't, I don't really understand the mechanics behind this. But I don't want to bring the whole crane down on top of, I don't know, you guys. Yeah, I'm also confused, like, what was your intention behind that, Dan? What was your thought process of the benefit of that? Oh, that it would stop magnetizing. That, like, it would turn it off. Huh. Fuck this. Just hit him with a solar shotgun. You're gonna shoot at Apocalypse Man with a solar shotgun? Yeah, fuck that guy. I'm up here. He can't punch me. Okay, uh, roll to attack. That is going to be... Do I still have the negative one because I'm hanging up here? Yeah. Uh, then that's going to be a 27. DC a 25. You hit him, and what's the DC? You said 25? Yes, sir. He takes the blast to the back, stays standing, but like you can, you can see like smoke rising from the singed part of the back of his suit. Fuck you, let me down, Bert. <laughs> I always forget that his name is actually Bert, and whenever you say it, it just... It... Tickles me. It just throws me off so much that you keep calling him Bert. <laughs> I feel like that's a common thing when you're, like, meshing with, like, someone who has, like, a fancy name, is to call them by their first name. Yeah, fuck you, Bert. You're a terrorist. You don't get a fancy name. So, yeah, you hit him, he's singed, and, uh, yeah. You do anything else? I mean, can I use a move action to try and get down from this stupid thing? I don't know what i do. I just feel like I should try something. I mean, basically, yeah, that's what I thought you were going to try and do before was to use your move action to, like, use Pulsar Pogo to, like, basically, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a strength check, uh, but I would add a bonus for using Pulsar Pogo with it. All right. Uh, how much of a bonus are we talking here? Uh, I'll do plus two. Plus two circumstance bonus. All righty. Actually, we're going to make it athletics or acrobatics, whichever is higher. Yeah. Okay. I like that a lot more. Uh, that's going to be a 22 then. 
tell me about your struggle to get off of this thing. Like what, what it looks like when you bang, kiss my ass, burn. I'm going to kick your ass when I get down there. And then I kind of like swing my leg and I start kicking him. Pulsar Pogo, boing, thud. <laughs> I was imagining it a little more elegantly. My jimmies are in full Russell mode. So, all right, so you've escaped, you've landed on the ground, and you, you know, attacked him that one time. Do you do anything else? Yeah, I flip him the bird with the finger that I can move because it's not covered in metal. On that note, then, it is Yardak's turn again, who is starting prone. Okay, well, I mean, he's still, like, we're still, like, generally in the same vicinity, right? Yeah, yeah, you're, like, five feet away. Getting to a knee and then standing up, brushing the dust off my ass, I'm going to... Look over at Bert, and he still has his hand in front of his eyes, right? He's, like, blinded still? Correct. And the knife is in his leg? Uh, his side. I am going to unleash a water whip directly where the knife is. So my only thing about that is I'm going to give you a circumstance penalty, because you used a lot of water to make the ice slide. Yeah, the water's right there. It's the ice. Yeah, but you have to form it back. Like, we've established before that, like, it's not as easy for you to form it back into water. Oh, I forgot about that, but okay. Sounds like something I agreed to. <laughs> no, it wasn't so much we agreed to it, I told you. <laughs> okay, what's the, the circumstance? I gotta do it on one leg? No, it's a negative two penalty. Fuck yeah. Uh, it was a 19. So minus two is 17, plus 10 is 27. Yeah, what's the DC on that? You slash him good. 25. I was going to say, does he get a minus because he can't see my attack coming? Correct, he did. Yeah. I was like, that was my whole plan, as he was still blinded, and I wanted to get him good. Describe to me what that attack looks like. If he was right up next to me, if I would have just given him, like, a gut punch, but it was more of just the punch, but water extended. So, like, it was like a water follow-through with, like, a gut punch. Yeah, so he takes that punch of the gut, doubles over, He's got he puts his hand that was in front of his face onto his knee to steady himself, so he's got singed smoke coming off of his back knife in his side gut punch he's a little uh a little thrown off but then it's his turn he kind of like shakes his head to the side steadies himself and he looks around he sees Laserhawk. you know is finally down he sees you know ruby in her true form and he sees yardak like you know so close to him you know just having finished that gut punch with the water he looks around at the three of you does like a backflip into the door, into the building, and closes the door behind him. He has a knife in his side, and I just blasted him with water, and he's gonna take a fucking backflip? I'm impressed, but mostly annoyed. <laughs> and then you hear a chung, and the magnet turns off. Laserhawk, you're no longer feeling the pull of the magnet at all. Neat. So, uh, what does Ruby do, then? Okay, are there- there's no windows at this- where they went into, right? So I can't see them? So the windows are now, like, shuttered. Okay, so- I, but I can't see in, is the point. Correct, you cannot see in. I was going to try to see if I could, like, trap them, but it's hard to do that if I cannot see them. You can try and put a box around the whole building, but that's going to be, like, a super penalty. I, that, that seems too difficult to deal with. I would also imagine it'd be pretty weak because you'd be extending so much coverage over such a large area. Also, they're already in the building. I don't think they want to leave. Okay, guys, what's the plan now? Look, let's just hurry up and get this door open. I've got Girl Scout cookies to sell. I could try to make it like a battering ram thing again. I was going to say, I could just... I guess I could I just walk in it and see if it will open? Yeah. <laughs> try to sneakily see if the door will open? I guess I'll try to stealth 
so they don't just start shooting. Roll a stealth check. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do this very stealthy. And just a reminder that Shauna is on like the other side of the building, on her feet finally, and like trying to limp away. Six overall. I don't think I'm that stealthy, and I. The door is not locked, is what you discovered. <laughs> All this, like, I could make a battering ramp. It was open. But I guess I go. Uh, I actually, before I go in, I'm gonna be like, Shauna, are you okay? Or do you need anything immediate? I mean, you're gonna have to yell that because she's far away. You know what? We have phones still, right? She still has her phone. No, because they took her phone. That was rude of them. I guess I'm yelling, Shauna! And she looks up. Do you need anything? I'm gonna try to get back to town. You gotta... We gotta tell people what's going on. Can I try and push open the door now? I guess I already opened it a little bit, right? Yeah, and I will say, like, if you guys want to do a team stealth check, like, as your your respective turns. Okay. Ooh, good, because that turns out better for me. 14 overall. An unnatural 20. Same. You go in, and it is pitch black inside. Even opening the door, the light that creeps in is so minimal that you cannot see anything in the room. Don't like that. Oh, God, they probably have stupid things. Like goggles. And everyone roll an agility check. 19. So, 13. 16. So after you get in, Ruby, you're the only one who who recognizes this in time to do anything, potentially, that the door is automatically slamming shut behind you. Oh, don't like that again. Can I use that hero point I still have to make a reaction and make a block to stop the door from closing? Yeah. Uh, What is your create rank? My create rank is 4. Let me see... You are able to create the block, but the hydraulics of the door just crush right through it. Damn it. There goes my hero point. Well, someone's getting stabbed in the leg with a pair of scissors today. I still, for the record, I still have a dagger in my boot, right? Yeah, you do. It's a hammer, actually. A hammer. I got something. And everyone do another dexterity check. That. Or sorry, uh, agility check. Oh, well, that's less good. That's an eight. Flop. Ooh, 16, because my agility sucks. It's only a 5, so that's a 21. 13. 13. Uh, Yardak is the only one who recognizes this. You hear a tss, and you can feel the floor start to shudder. Um, excuse me? You feel something rise out of the floor where your heel is, like it starts lifting you up. What do you do? I want to ask Ruby if she could give us some light. I mean, I think, alright, so you're just like, what, are you just stepping forward then? I guess so, yeah. And then I'm going to ask Ruby uh, to give us a little razzle-dazzle so we we can see what's going on real quick. I guess razzle-dazzle is always like a flash, right? Correct. So I guess I will put my hands up, like... Um, I'm trying to think of a way to describe this visually. Like, up, like... Like, put your... Like, I don't know. Put your hands up like you don't care. Like, but that way the light's going up and, ar- like, out and around as opposed to, like... Because I probably can't see where their eyes are either, right? Correct. So I'm putting it up so I don't blind my two compatriots right now. And you let out a burst of light, Mm -hmm. which lights everything up for just a second, long enough for you to realize that what had risen from the ground was mirrors. Uh. And you have all now, from the mirrors rising out of the ground, been separated from each other. Bitch. 
Oh shit! All right. What the f- what funhouse bullshit is this? Again, because of the flash of light, like you all kind of saw it for a moment because the light like reflected and everything. You are now in essentially a, a funhouse, a mirror funhouse. Oh, okay. Remember, left hand out. It'll lead you to the exit. <laughs> and then moments later, the lights turn on, and you can see the mirrors, but you can't see each other. Interesting. What are these mirrors made of? Can we just bash through these mirrors? You can. You can try. I feel like I'll get injured because that seems too easy. <laughs> I probably am I just surrounded by like four walls of mirrors now. I probably can't move anywhere now, right? No, no, no. It's like it's like rows of mirrors. Okay. And these are like to be clear. These are like uh, now they're like floor to ceiling. Hmm. I guess yeah. I'm gonna try to do that light. Like, Left hand, start moving, try to figure out how to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, just, I guess, slowly make our way. Yeah. You're moving forward, then? Yeah, sure. Okay, and what about the other two? Yeah, we're just gonna try to get as through it best we can. Oh, speak for yourself, I'm gonna kick through mirrors like it's no one's business. Alright, Laserhawk, roll an attack. It's like, I feel like it's the bad bad thing to do. That's why I'm letting him do it. Just like a normal ass attack. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's gonna be unarmed attack. 29. What's your DC on that? 25. The mirror that you smash into cracks into, like, a hundred pieces in terms of, like, you know, like, the image itself is shattered, but the frame holds steady. The fuck kind of shit's this? Well, the mirror is just on top of whatever it's put on. Like, it could be completely steel behind it. It's fine, I can kick through steel, I don't give a fuck. And all of a sudden you hear, like, a little loudspeaker come on... Having fun yet, guys? Eat my ass, Bert. What are we supposed to do? Well, you just gotta find your way out. Simple as that. What are you, the evil queen from Snow White? Who has an obsession with mirrors? We can't have everything in life. But we can all have a little fun. You hear a click. Oh, mirror, mirror on the wall. I'm gonna kick you in the balls. I I run and start looking for an exit. Everyone roll perception, then. Twenty-five. Thirteen. Twenty-six. Not twenty. When Laserhawk smashed the mirror and also started running, like, Yardak could hear him. And Laserhawk, you realize after a little bit, like, you kind of realize that you had weaved around a little bit. You don't know exactly where you are, but you know that you're further away from the group from where you were. Can I bust another mirror and, like, Hansel and Grendel my way through this with broken glass? (laughs) Yeah, roll that attack. 25, I think. Let me double check. Yeah, that's 25. Again, you smash that one, but the frame holds steady. Everyone, uh, roll a uh, will save. That's an unnatural 20, buddy. Ah, mine's 11. (laughs) 25. Laserhawk, you kind of, like, sniff the air, and it's familiar, but you can't quite place it. But meanwhile, Yardak, the second you hear that second set of glass smash, you feel like you're falling. Oh, love that for me. Love that journey. You look at the mirrors and things that are reflecting back at you. And you're suddenly unaware of where exactly you are. And you see a flash for a moment. And it's an image of your mother. Oh. You see another flash. And it's an image of Ula Bryn and Yaradamo. 
and the king, Yarkalen, and they're all looking at you very disapprovingly. In fact, Yarkalen, the king, looks at you with such great shame that you've never seen before. Oh, mean. And then in a moment, the flashes are gone, and you're back in the mirror house. Oh, um, not a fan of this. Uh, I'm going to ask to request to be let off the ride. And then it is Ruby's turn. Um, so I have no idea any of that happened, right? I mean, unless did Yardak make any sound when that happened? Like a gasp, like when I first saw it, and then just like, what? I, since there's no one around to fight, I'm just going to use my ac- my like action to um, make a sword. Okay. I am going to continue to use my move action to just kind of use my left hand to kind of try to keep going and figure out, like, Maybe I'll run into somebody. Maybe I'll get the fuck out of this mess. If that's the case, it's Laserhawk's turn. Uh, second burn, same as the first. There's a lot more mirrors I need smashing. You can just take a 10, because actually smashing them, like, you know, they're right there. Yeah. The only reason to roll would be is if you got a critical, you could get extra damage, but you just want to take 10? Yeah. Do you move any further before you smash another one? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, like, whatever feels like I'm making progress, smash. So you moved and you made that amp, that motion. Probably grumbling about how I didn't even like taking my fucking kid to the circus, but other than that... Well, I mean, you don't even remember to call him, so... Yeah, he keeps wanting to take me to fucking take him to the circus. Everyone roll another will save. Not 20! 18. On the other end of the spectrum, I rolled a nat 1, that's an 8 altogether. Yardak, you, you shake yourself a bit. He's not letting that shit happen to him again. Yeah, the the images are, are gone from before, but what else do you do with your turn? Just continue, seeing as how like, I'm not getting fucked up with some kind of vision, I'm just going to continue putting my arm out and going along and trying to get to Apocalypse Man. And then, Ruby, what do you do? So does my will save work then? And You also suddenly find yourself surrounded by darkness and flashes of light all around you. And you realize that what you're seeing is tons and tons of people taking pictures of you. And you realize that it's a crowd and they're calling, visual, visual, look over here. And you realize that you're not wearing your mask. I guess I, because I'm seeing myself in the mirror not wearing my mask, right? Right, right. And you're also seeing like this crowd are surrounding you. So I feel like I, like one of the first things I do is like touch my face because like in real life I'm wearing the mask to be like, what? What happened? In a flash, the crowd is gone, and a moment later, you see Bethany, and she's looking at you, and she says, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with this kind of attention and this pressure. I, it, why, why did you do this? And then she's gone, and you're back in the funhouse of mirrors. Bethany! Beth! And then be back and be like, what the hell? What the fuck is this? And when you yell that out, Laserhawk and Yardak both hear that, but to Laserhawk... It doesn't sound like Ruby. To Laserhawk, it sounds like the voice of your deceased fiancé, Anthony. Oh, fuck off. And you see flashes. You go into the darkness, and you see your wife and your son also looking at you with great shame. Then you see that your son is gone, and your wife looks startled, lost. How could you let this happen to him? How could you let it lose another one? I assume that I'm just sort of, like, frozen in place, because motherfucker, motherfucker. Yardak, it's your turn. Okay. 
You also heard Ruby yell, what the hell? Am I getting closer? Well, I mean, if we're all in, like, separate, like, channels, I guess it wouldn't matter how close they sound. We just have to reach the exit if there is a fucking exit. So it's kind of like a maze. Like, there are, like, openings into different passageways. And you come across one of those openings. Do you just keep going down the same hallway or do you cross over? Uh, you know, we're going to stay and just continue. As you move forward, you come around the corner and you see one of the smashed mirrors. Oh, okay. So we're all in like the same channel, hopefully, at least me and Laserhawk are. And so then, Ruby, it is your turn. I am going to try and go forward. I'm just going to be prepared. The sword is still um, in my hand, but I'm going to make a, another dagger. Just, I'm making a bunch of weapons. I will be prepared. Like, I and I can't tell if I've heard the other two at all, right? No, I would say you did not hear Laserhawk, and Yardak hasn't said anything or done anything, so. Yeah. Going forward, I'm just trying to go and get the fuck out of here. And you come to another spot where you can cross over into a different chamber, or you can continue forward on the path you're on. Can I make like a perception check to see if I can hear anything in the other chamber or above, like ahead of me? Sure. Perception 12. You you hear a smash of glass, but you can't tell where it's coming from. Damn it. You know, I'm just going to keep going forward, see if I can like reach an end to this. Uh, everyone make another will save. God damn it. 21. Nine. 17. Laserhawk, you see the, the darkness, the flashes of darkness again, and you see the bodies of Ruby and Yardak right in front of you, and you see the rotting corpse of Austin Yates, and you see your fiance, and the many, many others you've worked with over the years. I'm gonna slap myself. Uh, roll another will save. 22. Yeah, when you slap yourself, you're brought out of it and you're back in the, the mirror rooms. <sighs> First, I'm hitting them for making me see my dead kid. Then I'm hitting them for the fiance. Then I'm hitting them for the other two. And the last one's all for me. <sighs> Yardak and Ruby roll perception checks. There it is. Where the hell is my dice? I fucking hear nothing. I crit failed. Oh boy. Wait, what's your modifier? I don't have anything in perception. <laughs> uh, mine is a not nat 20. Uh, so Yardak, you see the flashes of darkness. You see Yaradamo, and he is just bleeding profusely, wounds all over him. And he, and he reaches out towards you, and he falls forward, and then is gone. And it's at that moment you hear, piercing through this darkness of your mind, you hear a laser hawk. Like, close to me? Not too far. Uh, well, I choked down some vomit, because I saw my Atlantean lover covered in blood. But then I hear laser hawk in the distance, and know that I gotta buck up and go see what's up. So I'm gonna... Not run, because I don't want to run face first into a mirror, but swifter than regular walking. Ruby, this time, nothing was able to bring you out of what you're experiencing. And you see Bethany leaving you behind. You see Union Echo Base 
It's doors closing. Agent Lewis and Agent Rickard just shaking their heads solemnly as the doors close in front of you. Suddenly in front of you, after you turn around from seeing Union Echo Base, you see Austin again. And his eyes look at yours and he says, don't, don't fail me. Don't. And then he falls forward and he disappears and you're back in the mirrors. Tears are streaming down Ruby's face, but she is feeling extra determined, turns around and starts like as fast as she can going towards where that uh, break was. And then if she gets to that break, she stops there. Yeah, yeah. We'll say that you, you made it to that spot. And then, Laser Hawk, what do you want to do? I want to roll an expertise military check to see if I recognize that we're getting hit with truth serum gas. Is this your truth? Is that what you're experiencing? <laughs> uh, yes, this is the truth. My fiancé is, in fact, dead as fuck. Austin is, in fact, dead as fuck. So roll, roll military expertise. Oh, okay, that's good. 22. Yeah, you recognize uh, these effects the, of this kind of fear toxin from a long time ago, back in your military times. You had never seen Apocalypse Man use it specifically, though. Oh, I scream as loudly as I can. Hey, Bert, nice fear toxin. Did your mom make it for you? It's at that moment that Yardak comes around the corner and you see each other. Uh, I look up at Yardak, smile and say, so what have you been hallucinating? I saw my dead kid. Dead lover. Ooh, yep, saw one of those, too. You want to go kick this guy's ass? With gusto. Wonderful. Where's the other one? Uh, I think Ruby actually hears this conversation not too far. I'm trying to get there. Marco. Polo. (laughs) Ruby, roll perception. 17. You you recognize, like, when when he says polo, uh, like, exactly where to go. The three of you are back together. I'm going to go up to them and go, this place sucks. And just hold my sword very aggressively. And at that moment, the room goes dark again, and you hear it and uh, the lights come back on, and you're in essentially an empty room. The mirrors are gone. Hey out there. No real updates on our end for this climactic chapter of the Cataclysm arc. However, I did want to take this time to remind you to find ways to support Black Lives Matter. I know we talked about it before, but I am once again including links for support in our show notes on our website. Between the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic and worldwide protests, I understand that folks might be stretched a little thin, but a shout out for those who are able to support causes they are passionate about with everything going on. I also want to take a moment to recommend Books Before Death on YouTube again. Bree and Casey are two best friends who love reading and writing books. Twice a week, their channel dives into all things book-related. That's reactions, vlogs, reviews, and more across a multitude of genres. So be sure to check out their channel. You can find a link to it in this episode's show notes. Uh, do we or on see our what's his nuts? At uh, no, but you see a staircase all in the back wall. Support. All right, let's fuck but shit now, up. Let's get back to the I game. Get some going up the staircase. And I'm just going to yell back, like, what? You can't face us without messing with us? Can't, can't face us on even terms? All right, do you make your way up? Yep. Yeah. Fucking go. Ruby's mad now. In fact, I want to go first. Fuck this guy. Um, and you go up the staircase? Yeah. Uh, and when you get to the top of the staircase, you see uh, ten of the militants with their guns pointed towards you. Just a couple. I would like to roll an intimidation check. Okay. A 25. 
Uh, I just sort of flick my fists on, look up, and say, Alright, we've got two options. Option one, you leave. Option two, we play paddle ball. Your face is the ball. My fist is the paddle. And I want to assure you, I'm fucking great at this game. Oh shit, tactical retreat. They all actually pile into the room adjacent to the like hallway you're in. You could have gone down the oh whatever. And that's the only way forward is into that is into the room that they went to. I step a doodle on through the And you see Bert, and he's got like jetpack on. Fat tracks. Hey Bert, if you turn on that jetpack, we're gonna play paddle ball. Yeah, I'm sorry, uh me and my friends have an appointment down at the docks. He hits the ignition and takes off. Acts like I'm not gonna try and hit him with a solar shotgun first. It's actually a Yardex turn. Um, uh, I'm just gonna try to just water whip his ass out of the sky. Alright, roll for it. 17 plus 10 is 27. And what's the DC on that? 25. You, you slice at him, and for a moment, like, the engine cuts and he starts falling, but then it takes off again. Bitch. Um, and yeah, so he's taking off. The others are actually like loading out of a ladder going out of the building. Mm. Ruby, do you do anything? Um, can can I still see him? Yeah. Can I try to make a box around the jetpack? So if it can't if the air can't get out of the jetpack. Right, no, I get the idea. Uh what's the DC on that? I think ten plus create is fourteen. I imagine you reach your hands out to try to form this. Mm-hmm. He basically, like, he cuts the engine and starts, like, free-falling. And then when he gets down low to the ground, like, around the tree line, that's when he cuts the engine back on. And the box just kind of forms in the air and falls to the ground behind him. Damn it! But I'm also going to give you a hero point for that. Thanks. Nice. So he is taking off at a pretty breakneck pace out through the forest towards town. He's, he's my turn again. We're out of initiative now, actually. We have to go after him. To which I don't even look over. I just say, gotcha, and I'd like to pulsar pogo my way after him. Okay, uh, what are the other two doing? We, uh, Shauna's the only civilian that's here, right? Yeah. So we have to go get Shauna. Yeah, get Shauna, and uh, something that I did in the last episode is I have to go back up front and grab my spear, because I said I would be back for that. You go get your spear, I'll go get Shauna. And I want to say, I still have like, the sword. I'm not getting rid of any of my fucking weapons right now. So everyone, roll me athletics checks. Six. Fifteen. Fifteen. Twenty-seven with a nat twenty. So I'll start with Ruby and Yardak. Yeah, you're able to make a mad dash, and you catch up to Shauna. With all the time that passed, she's about halfway there. Like She's still kind of like limping. She's in a little bit of, she's in a bit of pain. Okay, I'm gonna start helping Shauna to my van. Yeah, and then when I meet you, I'm gonna heal her boo-boos. Uh, your van is, like... Uh, yeah, a while away. Yeah, yeah, because you guys went up the mountain and then down that road. <laughs> you do see the jeeps that the militants were driving. Oh, well then yeah, use those motherfuckers. Okay, I'm going to the jeep. Are the keys in the ignition? They're actually, they're in the the, the visor. Great! Everyone in, I'm gonna drive- first I'm gonna drive the jeep to my van, though. Laserhawk, meanwhile. Yeah, you're Pulsar Pogling, and you're starting to, like, catch up with him. And he looks back to you, 
and primes a grenade and throws it back. Make a dodge check. Damn. 18, bud. Tell me about how you dodge it or what you do to get out of out of the way. Wouldn't it be cool if I just swatted that out of my way? I think it would be. Do you, like, use your lasers or do you just, like, kung fu swat it? Oh, no. Just I high-five a grenade the fuck out of my face. Ooh, yeah. You know what? I imagine, like, you spike it down so, like, you're flying and it goes down and you just hear... Even cooler. What if I spike it into, like, a pulsar pogo jump? So it's just like, whoopa, whoopa. You're basically like you're basically Mario jumping off the explosion, like it's uh trying to think of like like old first person shooters. Basically, yeah. Yeah, make uh make another athletics check though. Unnatural twenty. Yeah, you're starting to catch up with him. He does do like a corkscrew and he lets out like a bunch of flares. Uh so make another dodge check. Oh, that one was way better than the last one. Twenty-five. Yeah, you're able to kind of dip and dive through the flares. He was able to use that time to get a little further ahead of you. And at this point, you're kind of at, like the city line. Like you're still across the city from getting back to the docks and to the warehouse. You're ahead of everyone else at this point. I was going to say, can I try and like nail him in the small of the back with a solar shotgun? Okay, let's try rolling attack. Going to be um, pretty sure it's a 17. Yeah, that's a 17. So he he sees the blast coming and kind of like does a pull-up move to go higher and then dives back down. And he actually like turns around, gives like a come-get-me motion, and then hits another like thrust and blasts forward. I sigh and pogo even harder. What are Ruby and Yardak doing then? We drove to my van, so we're going to get into my van, because I'm not just going to leave my van here. And then if Ruby wants to drive, I can hop in the back with Shauna and give her a little bit of a heal up as on our way back. I'm going to toss my phone to Yardak and I say, call Zoe. She should know that they might be heading that way. Mm, yeah. All right. So, Ruby, I'm going to need you to make a vehicle check. Two vehicle checks, actually. Okay. Three. The first one is 16. 18. All right. So you are flooring it. You have to get back across town trying to catch up with these two. But you're also trying to kind of keep it steady. Uh, you don't want to make any wild turns because you don't want to, like, hurt Shauna or throw Yardak around in the back seat, Or have the police pull us over. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> you do have your giant visual aid sign on the side, at least. I could really use some sirens right about now. Well, I mean, you're lucky that it's, like, after midnight and there's just, like, not a lot of people on the road. Like, it's pretty, pretty dark out, pretty, pretty dead out. It sounds like the perfect time to just blare blinding lights by the weekend and speed. <laughs> I mean, I imagine that you are, like, again, you're flooring it. You're probably going, like, way above the speed limit. Oh, yeah. Ruby doesn't know what's playing. It was whatever was on the radio. She didn't think about putting a song on. Like, that was not her priority. Laserhawk. Meanwhile, you and uh, Bert are still doing your little back and forth. You're crossing the first part of the main river that runs through the town. Yeah. You're either going to have to, like, get your way to a bridge. Because I know you can jump real far. I think if you wanted to try to pulsar pogo off of water, you'd have to do some kind of like power stunt with that. I mean, is there a bridge I can hop across? Yeah, yeah. If you roll athletics, it's basically a question on how how far ahead he's going to get from you then, because you are starting to catch up at this point. Well, hang on. Before we go our separate ways, can I try and hit him with another solar shotgun, or is he too far away at this point? Because he's crossing the water now, you can get to him, but there's going to be a negative two penalty. Fuck it, why not? Just to say I tried it. It's gonna be a 23. DC? Uh, 25. 
you you slam him straight in the back and the propulsion is like ching, 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 and he starts to like dip down and he hits like a couple buttons he has like a chest panel for it he hits a couple buttons and just before he hits the water it starts like puttering again like just staying above the water like he hasn't crashed but he's not going nearly as fast now yeah i guess i'm gonna try and catch up with him in the bridge at least until i can like jump and try and tackle the motherfucker uh roll another athletics check all right 23 23 you're able to push yourself really hard to like jump over to the nearest bridge and you kind of get like a running start and you jump and you're almost caught up with him now like you're maybe like a hundred feet behind him meanwhile yardak make a healing check on shauna 16 plus 10 is 26. 26? All right, yeah. Uh, you heal her bolt wound up. Her her shoulder is like, you know, it's still... The shirt is still torn. She's still a little bloody, but like the wound itself is sealed up. Oh my gosh. They took my phone. Thank you. Thank you so much, Yardak. Oh my god. And Ruby, roll me another two vehicle checks. Sorry, roll me a vehicle check. Do you have any kind of expertise checks besides filmmaking? Filmmaking, fish, get it, and pop culture. In that case, make an intellect check. So make one vehicle check and one intellect check. Okay. The vehicle check is 14. An unnatural 20. You're able to remember, just from driving around town for, like, filming and stuff, you're able to remember a shortcut that gets you, like, over to the bridge that Laserhawk was just on. Nice. You're kind of able to follow along with their chase, just seeing the lights, you know, between the jetpack blasting and the pulsar pogo. So you are just getting to the bridge in the van when Laserhawk and Apocalypse Man are on the other side of it. Did Yardak manage to call Zoe? Yeah, so I would imagine that I had, like was calling after I healed Shauna. Go for Shepard. Hey Zoe, quick rundown. Shauna was one of the people that Apocalypse Man kidnapped. We got her back. Laserhawk is currently chasing Apocalypse Man. Ruby and I are making our way back into town right now. Um, we just wanted to give you guys a heads up. Should they get too close to you guys there so you and Ruth can get a little bit of a heads up and get yourself uh, kind of squared away? Still flooring it. I go, Mo's there too. And Mo, yes, of course, Mo. Obviously. We'll be ready. And you hear a cocker pistol before ending the call. Laserhawk, back to you. Let's make another athletics check. For sure. 25. You're just about caught up with him, but make another dodge check. All right, that's going to be a 22. So you see him throw out a little disc, and it hits the ground, like right before you pass over it. And for a moment, you feel like a magnetic tug down on your arm, but you're able to, just from the force of your leap, you get right past it. Oh, yeah, I'm hitting him in the face with this stupid fucking arm. (laughs) So, yeah, you are so close to catching up with him. Uh, Ruby, make another vehicle check. Okay. Um, Not as good. 11. Uh-oh. So you started to catch, I guess there's just like, a, especially on the bridge, there's like a little bit of uh, midnight traffic. I guess people like, you know, c- coming home from events. So you're having a little bit of trouble dodging around, so you kind of like get a little behind. I really, really could use some sirens right about now. Do your, th- uh, you have the power to make things make noise. Oh, you're right. I'm going to illusion. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm going to illusion to make it seem like there's a siren that's going off on top of my van. At, at the same time, I want uh, Laserhawk to do another athletics check and Ruby to do another vehicle check. 16. Unnatural 20. You finally catch up to him just as you're crossing the Kirby Bridge 
which is what leads into the north end. Wait, so did the, do people buy my sirens? I guess that's the. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they have no reason to 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 deny thinking that visual aid has access to police sirens. I guess we'll just have to explain that later. Laserhawk, you kind of like again. He's kind of jetpacking through, and you land just a little ahead of him. Can I tackle him out of the fucking air? Make an attack check. All right, just a uh, twenty-two and a twenty-five DC. So you tackle into him, and the weight of the two of you like brings you down almost to the ground. But he hits one last thrust and takes the two of you together, like you're like holding on to each other, basically at this point through the air. And he goes really high up into the air, and he cuts the engine. You ever gone hang gliding? I'll never let you go, Jack. Bert, it's Bert. It's fine. It's whatever. I know it's Bert. You fucking piece of garbage. Cuts the engine back on just in time for both of you to land. You're still holding him, but you are actually like just outside of the warehouse now. Honey, I'm home. Nice place you got here. And Ruby, make another vehicle check. Uh, nat 20. What do I do with a nat 20 vehicle check? She plows into him. Can I? Can I? I was actually going to say, like, you basically, you are barreling towards the warehouse. Like, you were able to use your sirens to, like, get around a lot of stuff. And you see, like, Laserhawk just holding on to him right outside the warehouse. Ah, I wish he wasn't holding on to him. You know, I'm going to yell out the window to Laserhawk, Move, bitch, get out the way! (laughs) Does Laserhawk let go of him? You have to decide, and then we're going to do some dodge checks. Brandon, how mad would you be? Look, if this is how I die, this is how I die, this seems pretty fitting. And then I'm just gonna start barreling towards Apocalypse Man with my car. Freeze frame, zooms in on Laser Hawk's face, and he's just like, you're probably wondering how I got here. Yep, and roll a dodge check. How about 16, brother? How, yeah, which way are you dodging? What are you doing? Like, despite to me, like, right now you're like, I'm, right now I imagine you're like bear hugging him. What do you do? Okay, so I guess the best way would be to, like, to let go, but I kind of want to, like, try and pull him down a little bit as I let go, so he can't careen out of the way. You're, like, pulling him down as you're moving away. Yeah, yeah. So you get out of the way, basically, at the very last second before Ruby hits him, he kind of, like, uses the jetpack to thrust himself up just a little bit, and he ends up on the hood of the car and, like, slams into the windshield. Damn it. He barrel rolls over the top of the car and, like, lands on his front on the ground. I assume this will have to be a vehicle check. Would like to do one of those cool stops where you stop really fast and just, like, turn. Okay, yeah, and I also imagine that the side of where the door that opens up, that that's the one that's facing uh, towards him now. Although I assume that I have a different door than the driver's seat, right? Right, right, yeah, you have, like, the driver and the passenger door, and then there's the one in the back that, like, slides open. Eighteen. Yeah, you're able to slide. Uh, you like hit the brakes, you slide, and it makes a route. Yeah. Uh, what do you do now? All right, so Ruby comes out, sword holding her sword, slams the door, and just go. Give up. We have you. And roll intimidate. Twenty three. He staggers to his feet. Well, come on, guys. How about one last round for the group? Shut up! This is all such fucking bullshit! Ruby is cussing a lot more recently, I have noticed. (laughs) 
She got she, the mirror made her mad. Can you make me a pair of scissors? Sure, I just make a pair of really pointy scissors. So I make it above him and go catch. Roll dexterity. Okay. Is a nineteen. Yes, you now have a pair of scissors. Wonderful. I would like to start marching toward Bert. Scream, all right, asshole, round three fight, and I'm going to stab him in the leg with the scissors. So everyone, I'm going to have everyone roll initiative again real quick. Three and a nine is 12. 28. 13. All right, Laserhawk, make your attack. Hell yeah, 24 with a DC of 25. So it's not a DC of 25 if you're using the scissors. Oh. DC of 19. Alright. Actually, sorry, 19, but it would also be plus your strength. Uh, then that's gonna be a 22. Uh, and where do you, where are you driving the scissors? Right in his thigh. Ah, you dumb fucking light show. Ah, and he rips the scissors out. You dumb fucking, well, everything, honestly. And he reaches up to the chest panel, he presses a button, and the jetpack falls off of him. And he uh, says, one for the money, two for the show. And he presses another button. And all of a sudden, the whole lot of you are in complete darkness. School me? Neat. What? The darkness is so thick, you cannot see your own hands. Did Is, is this like um, he killed the power? Or is this something else? Remember that you are outside. And Yardak, even though you can see in darkness, you cannot see this. Ooh, so it's like magical darkness. Fuck it, Marco! (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, if you wanted to use that as as for to help uh, with generating perception checks. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Marco! Hello! Mero! Everyone roll perception. Four. Thirteen plus eight is twenty-one. Twenty-four. So, like, Laserhawk and Yardak can kind of tell where the other two are. Ruby is, like, knows that Yardak is nearby her, but does not know, like... It would be a very rough guess to try to make her way over to where Laserhawk and Apocalypse Man are. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Apocalypse Man does not say Polo, so Ruby's in the dark. <laughs> Literally. What, Bert? Don't know how to play Marco Polo? Did no one actually want to play with you when you were a kid? Oh. Laserhawk, what's your parry plus ten? That's a 16. All right, make a toughness check, and don't forget about your negative two penalty. Uh, in that case, I rolled zero. D- you rolled zero? Wait, in total? I rolled a two, and I have a negative two to toughness. But what's your- what is your total- your actual toughness, though? Oh, 14. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Oh, Christ. It is a 14, then. <laughs> Laserhawk, you feel a straight-up punch to the face- which sends you careening back like a couple feet. Like you take a couple steps back. Uh, that's another negative one toughness check. Oh boy. Uh, and you are also dazed until the end of your next turn, which means your next turn you can only do a move or an attack. Neat. And everyone gets a hero point. Oh, yay. yay. Damn, I have like two, three. I haven't used my hero. So I have two, right? I think something like that, yeah. Smoke him if you got him. Everyone also make a perception check. I have 12 with my perception check. 18, bud. Well, I got a nat 1, so it's a 9 altogether. Laserhawk and Ruby are able to hear the sound of shattering glass. 
And that's my gimmick. Can I tell where the shattering glass came from? From where you're facing, uh, you hear it to the right of you. Would that be... Because I was like, know where I am at. Is that to the right of me? Is that where the warehouse is? Yes. Okay. Um, and let's see. So then after that, it is Ruby's turn. I am going to try and move that way in like in general, I guess, because I can't really tell. Um, but I would also like to try and use my powers to make it sound like we're surrounded by police cars. Hmm. Okay, so like you're doing like an intimidation check, basically? Kind of, but I'm using like my power to see like the the street is like surrounded, like they're coming up, like just a bunch of sirens and like you hear a policeman go like, This is the RCPD, you're surrounded. Come out. Come out with your hands up. Roll an athletics check. Nineteen. Alright, and roll one more perception check. Sixteen. You're able to get yourself over and you can like feel the wall and you're like feeling along uh toward like you're almost at the door. Like, from what you can feel. Because, like, you remember, like, uh, the general layout of the side of the building. And then it is uh, Yardak's turn. Could I put a shield around myself? And if it's, like, not a magical blindness, should that help me be able to see? I would say it's going to be a power stunt. Because of the way you're going to have to do it, we'd have to, like, start the shield from yourself and stretch outward. But you have a bunch of hero points. So, yeah, I got fucking three hero points right now. So, yeah. Okay, we'll do that. So yeah, I imagine like you kind of like put your arms to your chest and like the water just kind of like forms around you like a, like a coating and then like you just like stretch it out outward to like form like an open bubble. Yep. Okay. And you can't really see where you're going, but like you have like some space around you that you can see now. I don't need to roll. It's just a power stunt. Yeah. Uh, you just have to, if you're going to use your hero point to, to negate it, you can to like negate the fatigue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, you were already fatigued. So you're uh, you're going to. You're going to go to exhausted, and then when you use the hero point, you go back to fatigue. Well, I have three, so I'll use two of my hero points. Okay, so I'm going to remove the fatigue from you. All right, it is Laserhawk's turn. All right, so... You are dazed, so you can either move or attack. I was about to ask if I could use a hero point to, like, not... Yeah, you can, actually. All right, that still leaves me with a hero point. Here's what I want to do. I want to Pulsar Pogo up hopefully out of the darkness, and then I want to shoot Bird again, because it's just so fun. Alright, you can pulse our Pogo out of the darkness, or you can pulse our Pogo up, I should say. Like, you know which direction up is, still. I would hope so. Um, and you, like, you, you go high up out of the darkness, and you see it's basically, like, this clouded mist that is surrounding, like, pretty much the side of the building that you're on, outward, like, and, like, it kind of flows out over to the docks, like, for lack of a better, because, because, like, a mist falls out into the water. But you cannot see him. Like, you can't see through the darkness. Well, when you jump up high into the air, you can see through the glass skylights of the warehouse. Like, you can see Zoe Shepard and Mo and Ruth Day, like, huddled up in that sort of uh, room that you, like, sleep in. Can I slightly retcon and say that I'm trying to jump up on the roof? Sure. I mean, again, you were already up in the air. I was going to ask where you were going to land. Well, I guess since there's nothing else to do, I'm going to smash through my skylight like an asshole. And roll a toughness check. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Actually, that's an unnatural 20. Yeah, so you smash through the light, the glass doesn't even cut you or anything, and you just land 
in, in kind of the center of the warehouse, kind of like where you were doing the interrogation so long ago now. <laughs> Smash, fun, Jimmy Johns, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Uh, and when you land, you actually see coming through the door, um, you see Bert. If you do extra effort, you can like use your hero point to recover and get an, you get an extra standard action. Uh, I'm doing exactly what you just said. I'm gonna spend my hero point to uh, do the extra effort and not have to suffer for the consequences of my actions. Alright, uh, so what attack are you doing then? Solar shotgun or? Megasonic missile! Roll to hit. That's a 29, baby! 29, what's the DC? 25. Uh, describe to me what that looks like. I mean, I just assume that I throw my arms out there the second I see them, and this gigantic force of light and color explodes upon impact. Okay. Uh, Laserhawk, roll a fortitude check. Okay. Uh, that's going to be an 18. All right, so you're going to take another negative one toughness check. That's fine. Um, however, the burst of light that came out of you catches. Apocalypse Man unawares and slams him back out of the window into the street, and it also disabled the darkness generator. And Ruby and Yardek just see him like slide on the gravel in front of him. How? Because I was already by the wall. How close is he to me? He actually like went right by your face. Nah. And you see him for a moment, like reach up and then fall limp. To which I point and laugh at him before also falling limp. Yeah, I feel like Laserhawk's gotten gotten the shit kicked out of him a little bit today. Yeah, so Apocalypse Man is on the ground. What do you do next? I just go to Yardak. You get him, point out Laserhawk as like, I'll get him. And I go and I make some rope and I tie up Apocalypse Man. And what is Yardak doing? Gonna give a quick little men to Buddy Boy Laserhawk here. All right, roll, uh, roll healing. It's going to be a 13 plus 10 is 23. Yeah, you actually, like, you heal, like, three of, uh, you, how much toughness damage you had? You're at four, I think? Yeah. You're down to one. Um, so you're, you're back on your feet, I'd imagine. He's taken care of. Yeah, he's tied up. Yeah, we got him. Good. He's, good. he's tied up. I'm going to be drinking juice and not coughing up blood. Sounds good. I love how the juice is just what's going to stop you from coughing up blood. I go check on them upstairs, and I go up to where Zoe, Mo, and Ruth are, and I look up at the broken skylight and go, huh. And, uh, yeah, for a split second, like, Zoe almost raises her gun until she realizes it's you. I just saw the sword, I go, well, I'm not unarmed, but I'm not, not a threat. Well, no, no, she realizes it's you, and she, like, lowers the weapon, but she keeps it out. She's like, are we safe? I heard all, I heard all the noise out there. I think so. I have him tied up. He's out. Cold. All right, she holsters her weapon. Uh, and I know. Thank you for watching them. I don't... We wouldn't have trusted leaving them here alone. Also, do you have the name of a good therapist? I feel like we're all gonna need one. Fuck therapist. Do you have any saran wrap? My goddamn window is broken. Uh, yeah, I can get you set up with Dr. Bedlamite, but that's not- what? What's, what happened? Some kind of fear gas thing, I think? Oh, Jesus. I should look real and go, not ideal. And from outside, you hear the sound of a motorcycle pulling up. 
I rush down to see what's going on. It's Agent Alan Rickard. On a motorcycle. Hey! So he throws up the kickstand and he gets out uh, and he has his gun out and he points it at Apocalypse Man. He's like, where are the rest of them? I I don't... I don't know where the rest of the militants are. He literally went flying off the jetpack down here, and we had to follow him. And Rickard just looks at him and goes, God, uh, Union's still on lockdown. I got a hold of Lewis. He said it should be opening back up soon. We can get him in sub-level four. Good. He's got some tricks. And I just, I all of a sudden, I just, like, I just sit down on the curb. I just feel like, tonight was a lot. Yeah, keep in mind, it's like probably almost one o'clock in the morning at this point. Tonight was a lot. Seems like an accurate thing to say. Uh, Laserhawk, are you outside now or are you still inside? I assume that I'm just sort of slumped over whatever piece of factory equipment I can slump over, drinking my juice box, wondering how the fuck I got myself in this situation. Also, I, I do have one question. How did Alan Rickard know where the warehouse was? <laughs> do you want to ask? Do you want to ask him that question? Yeah, sure. And I was like, I, I didn't know you knew where this place was. I didn't. I got a call from a guy. Uh, called himself a uh, data crack and said it was important. Uh, I think that's the compatriot of Laserhawk. W- would I have been able to hear this? No, since you're inside, I imagine you didn't. Okay, I don't have to chew out data crack and yet for telling people where I live. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll radio this in in a few minutes. Are are your friends okay? Yeah. Thank God Yardak has healing powers. So yeah, basically, uh, Union finishes its lockdown. They send a group of agents to collect Apocalypse Man and send him to sub level four. Rickard leads a group of them back to the Red Stripe salvage yard, which has been abandoned, basically. Makes sense. No real sign of the militants, uh, who you discover are actually called the industrialists. Stupider than I thought. What kind of libertarian bullshit name is that? And I imagine the three of you kind of line up when they finally, like, get him on his feet to be taken away. Mm-hmm. Mm. And before they load him in the car, Apocalypse Man kind of re- resists a little bit, and he says, This isn't over. They're never going to stop coming for them. You and your friends, none of you are safe. We'll be fine, because we're better than you. We'll beat anyone they throw at us. Chapter 31 Cataclysm Part 4 Masks and Mayhem uses Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Ronin Publishing. We are not affiliated. The podcast is written, produced, and chased through the city by myself, R.C. Byler. Be sure to check out Books Before Death. You can find a link to their channel in the show notes for today's episode. Masks and Mayhem is also a member of the New England Podcast Consortium, Other members can be found at NewEnglandPodcasts.com. Our official art is by Jen Evans, and our branding is by AJ Solomon. Our theme music is by Cloud Road Music. Additional music credits, social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at MasksAndMayhem.com.
Uh, how did everyone feel? Good. Good. This felt really fun. I felt like I found fun ways to use illusion powers. I liked my ice car. Ice car is cool. A little, little bit of an Iceman slide going. Hell yeah. I got to stab a man with scissors today. I'm so fucking happy. Did you feel that Apocalypse Man was a worthy foe? Oh, God, yeah. He was so fun to kick the shit out of. There's a reason why Ruby thought he was dangerous enough to plow her car into him. How's my van, by the way? Uh, the windshield's busted. I guess I should have asked for a mechanic. I feel like you can pay for that. I mean, you also, I imagine, can just make windshield glass. Oh, yeah. True. That's fair. Anything you didn't like? Uh, yeah, quit reminding me of all the fucking people you've killed, you sociopath. <laughs> did you, did the mirror room work for you? Yeah, it was creepy. It's why Ruby, Ruby was taking out her anger at you, at Apocalypse Man. It's fair. I think she decided anyone who, like, was pulling that bullshit with the mirror room, I like, I didn't have any friends as a kid. <laughs> what about you, Dan? How'd you feel? I felt like I had a lot to do this episode. Like, we all, like, I felt like turns were quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you like the chase? Yeah, I loved it. It was fun. I got to actually, like, use the fact that I took levels in vehicle. <laughs> I honestly, like, I, I did end up using this as a penalty against you. I was not counting on you going back and grabbing your van. <laughs> I figured you were just going to use the Jeep. One, I have a cool van. Two, I don't want to have to go back for it. And three, I thought... If, like, so one of the militants stole it, they could have access to stuff about my identity. Oh, I mean, that's fair. Also, the siren thing probably would not have worked nearly as well if I was just in someone's Jeep. Right. True. Also, am I going to have to face consequences for pretending to be a police officer? Tune in next time.